Hello and welcome to the Daddy Saturday Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Batt. I'm also the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday and the Daddy Saturday Foundation, where it is our goal to impact 10 million fathers in the next 10 years and end the fatherlessness epidemic. We do that by bringing you resources, including this podcast. We feature great fathers who are going to give you tips, tactics, even dad hacks to help you be a better dad and raise intentional kids that become great adults. As always, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast below. Uh, Please make sure you listen in every week. We've got a stacked lineup of amazing fathers who will be coming to you with great expertise and insights. Also, daddysaturday.com for all things Daddy Saturday, the book, Daddy Saturday on Amazon, the Alexa skill and our newsletter. Be sure to sign up because we have so many resources coming out. want to make sure that you have access to all of those to help you out. Well, without further ado, it is my honor to introduce our guest on today's podcast. Uh, This gentleman is someone that I was actually featured on early in my days on his podcast, the Parents at Work podcast. But in his uh, day job, he is the founder of the Spiggle Law Firm. And Tom Spiggle, is not only an incredible lawyer and a businessman, but he's got four children. And as he says in his bio, those are the reasons he spends a great deal of his time at the firm that he founded. And that's because Tom has an immense experience outside of just his firm in the legal field. And Tom is someone that I respect and admire both as a professional and as a father. So Tom, great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Excited for our conversation today. Absolutely, Justin. I'm thrilled to be a part of this and excited about you know what you've got going on. And, and of course, my buy on the website is a little bit of levity, as you and I both share the um, same goal. You made it your moonshot, which is great, but share the same goal of being active fathers to our children. And as much as my four drive me crazy sometimes, I do love them and love being home with them. And I'm uh, super excited about what you're going on, what you've got going on. I think it's just vitally important. Well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. And, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. So you've got four kids and why don't you give us a quick rundown of ages and just kind of the state of the union of your family of four kids and then tell us maybe what caused you to make that decision to really center your your practice around your four children. Yes, absolutely. So uh, yes, we've got four kids, two boys, two girls. Harrison is our oldest at 13, almost 14. And, uh, he is full-on teenager, all soccer, all the time, and uh, you know, just he's taller than I am now. He's he's uh, just just over six feet, so he's a force to to be reckoned with. Then we Jonah is our second boy, and he is a complete opposite personality-wise from Harrison. He's all Legos all the time, and can't. He's always got a book in his hand. I don't know how many times he's read the Harry Potter series a lot. He just turned eleven. Uh, this month, in fact. And then the next in line is Julia, who just turned nine in May, and she is a rising fourth grader and is all things girly. She is, you know, into her her friends and making slime and uh, playing on her basketball team and one person to watch go up. And then the the end of the line is Lucy. She is six. All the rest of our kids are are blonde, blue eyes. She is our redhead, brown-eyed child, and she will not be ignored, even though she is fourth. She is a fierce competitor, also in in soccer, and just a funny kid. So, And then my wife, who also is an attorney, and she works at a a firm in D.C., and that's sort of the rundown. Amazing. Well, I I love how 
when I ask that question and I hear a father like you go through and can tell that you're engaged and you're intentional and that you spend those moments just observing your kids because you picked up some of those little things in the margins in the way that you described your kids. So um, kudos to you. That's amazing. And I love hearing fathers describe their kids like that. And part of the reason why I asked the question, the second thing I love is that you described your third daughter and you said she's all things girly. And then the next sentence was she plays with slime. So <laughs> I love that combination. Yes, yes, indeed. Wonderful. Well, you know, Tom, you, you are clearly a professional and I know your wife is also in the legal field and, you know, she has a, an advanced career too. And so you've got two professionals that are out there making it happen in the working world. And, you know, that's the point of your podcast, parents at work and those that are doing it well, both at work and at home. And I would certainly consider you one of those people. So maybe give the audience and the listeners some of the core things that you've found, both in your experience as a father and as a husband, and also from the interviews you've done over time, maybe what are some of those core characteristics that you see in parents that are getting it done well, both at work and at home? Yeah. And, you know, it's, I think it's true of all of us. It's, you always feel like it's never going as well as you want, right? Like there's always a tension between getting things done at work and being home for your family. You know, I think for me and my wife, and certainly I think you know, for you, which is why we had you on the podcast and really the whole platform of your program. The first thing I think is just recognizing that that's important, you know, to be active in your kids' lives. You know, I think particularly for fathers, certainly my father's generation and before that, it was just assumed that, yeah, you would love your kids, but you were, right? Like my dad, I mean, I mean he was pretty involved with us, but he was a doctor. He's now retired, but, you know, so he was off at work and my mother stayed home and he, you know, certainly was involved and he'd scouts things with us like that. But the weekends really sort of revolved around because he was home and what he wanted to do. And, you know, I just don't think it was even on his radar screen as it was for many men at that time that, hey, fathering is something that has to be intentional rather than something that just happens. So for me, and really it was sort of an evolution for me into that as when I, before I opened my firm, I was a federal prosecutor and that was a busy job. I was working a lot and I didn't know it at the time. I didn't think about it this way at the time, but really what I was doing is I was trying to squeeze fathering in on the side as an extra, not because I downplayed it, but just because I didn't even think about it like, okay, this is also a calling for me, just like being an attorney is. And really it was through just reading some books. And, and as I think as our society sort of evolved, sort of getting that idea that like, oh, I need to be, I need to be intentional about this. And, and I eventually left the U.S. Attorney's Office, which was a great job. I loved it. But because I wanted to be more involved in my kids' lives. And, you know, I was, look, I recognize that both my wife and I are very lucky in that regard. You know, while opening my own firm was not easy, at least I had the opportunity to do it. And then I was able to, you know, when I needed to be at home. And what I found, at least in my growth as a father, is realizing that the big momentous things that, you know, parents do for their kids are, of course, important, the birthday parties and the scouts and all that. But it's just the day-to-day stuff and just being what some might call it quantity, not quality time. Sometimes it's just being around to change the diapers and to make the dinner and to do those sorts of things that you, because I think, as you know, that's where you kind of really learn what your kids are about. You see them in action and not just on some special occasion. And they get to see you doing those things. I really think, you know, in particular, I think it's great, well, for, certainly for all my kids to see that, hey, dad's at home and it's not just mom who's cleaning the dishes, not just mom who's cooking. You know, dad's an equal partner here. So that's sort of, sort of my evolution into it. 
I think there's so many things that you mentioned there that we can unpack and talk about. And so I'll, I'll pull a few of the, the keynotes that I think are just valuable pearls for our listeners. The one is that, you know, you had the, the awareness to recognize the fact that you were called to do more than just your career. And I think a lot of parents and fathers in particular struggle with that because they feel like they're called to be the breadwinner, the leader, you know, to bring home the bacon, if you will. And so they put their emphasis and energy there. And and I've heard from a lot of dads through the platform of Daddy Saturday that they feel like they're number one at work in the boardroom, but they're number two or three when it comes to being at home. And, you know, they want to change that paradigm. And so you certainly sounds like you did that. What were some of the perhaps either challenges or, you know, whether it's mental or physical or some of the things that you had to overcome in making that transition? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think one of it was just overcoming that notion that I should be doing more, like my emphasis should be on work. Not that my kids weren't important, but I just think societies, I think things are changing now, but it's still the case that like if I was at the grocery store with my kids, it was always like, oh, aren't you a great dad because you're doing this, which was fine. I'm always happy to get a compliment, but at the same time, I'm like this should not be like out of the ordinary because the flip side of that is right. Like the reason it's so great I'm at the grocery store is because I'm where I really should be or where my emphasis is supposed to be is at work. And I think I struggled with and still have to catch myself not thinking that my primary identity is that of being an attorney and feeling like, oh, wow, I'm at home doing dishes or I'm at home cooking dinner and this isn't the highest and best use of my time and having to I still have to catch myself switching, switching that, that framework. Uh, and and realizing because of that, if you're going to take that active role with your kids, there are going to be times that you're going to have to put your career, even if just for a time, in, in second place. And just realizing that's okay. You know, like just like there are some times with your kids, like they're, they go in and out of times where they need attention from us, from me and Ann, for, for whatever reason. And sometimes they're where they don't so much. So just with their, they're with their friends, they're doing other things. And the same with your job and your career. There's sometimes your career demands you know, like you got to come in on a Saturday because it's important and you do it. But then that means sometimes you're doing the daddy Saturday. You're taking the week off if you can to, to be with your kids. And you know what? You're putting on the uh, office and uh, you're just letting that go for a bit. And so I think just realizing that that was giving myself permission and realizing that that was okay was probably the biggest thing for me. And then, you know, I think services like yours are great because it's true. I mean, you know, Sometimes I'm certainly guilty of this. Like, okay, I want to spend time with my kids, but or what we we are you know we're gonna sit around and play video games, and you're just I'm just gonna be there. Well, that's okay too, and certainly important to have downtime like that. Like, how do you have structured time together and really put some thought into making that time you know special for both of you? And that's something that which is great with a platform like yours. I'm always looking for ideas uh, ideas for that. Well, I think that if I hear you too, one of the important things that you mentioned that I certainly struggled with for a period of time, and I guess I still struggle with sometimes as well, is we put expectations or maybe we tell ourselves stories in our head that aren't necessarily true. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, we, we sometimes feel like we put this undue pressure on ourselves as professionals that because somebody sends us an email at five o'clock, that we feel like we have to respond to that email at 5.15, even though we've now gone home and are with our family. And I'm just using those times as kind of a nagless times. But you know, like that's our we got to respond quickly, because it's our profession, it's our work. And yet that person was simply emptying their inbox, 
or their outbox rather at the end of the day. And they have no expectation for you to respond in 15 minutes. They would be completely fine if you responded the next day or maybe even the day after. But yet we self-impose this expectation or tell ourselves this story that isn't necessarily true. And, and in my experience, I felt like that's caused some of the tension that I experience because now I'm sitting at home and I feel like I should be working and vice versa. And you know, that's when you get in that point of contention between your career and your home life. Yeah, I think that's a great point, you know, and, and it's it's a double edged sword, right, with the technology. I mean, emails, you know, certainly one of them, one of the, again, the double edged sword point, you know, with my firm, which I think is true a lot of workplaces now, you know, we're sort of a mix between being in office and working from home. You know, and I intentionally set the firm up that way when I started because I wanted not only for me to be involved with my family, but for people who work for the firm to also have that same opportunity. But you're absolutely right. Like we use email and we use a program, I think pretty popular now called Slack. And, you know, it gives you the opportunity to be at home and maybe, you know, return some messages that you need to return. But the flip side is also true. It also gives you the opportunity to respond because it's easy and it's there and it's a distraction. And as, and as you say, Justin, you feel like, man, I got, you know, I, I, my business, I got I to respond when it's, it's not really true and the world's not going to end if you put some limits on it, you know, what's that saying that the graveyards are filled with irreplaceable people, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> lots of things that can wait. And, and I'm guilty of that built to this day. And my wife and I, it's, it's a constant, you know, we always have to give each other permission to call each other out and be like, you know, you're, you're on your phone. <laughs> you know, like it's fine if you need to be on your phone, but do you really need to be on your phone? And eight times out of 10, you're like, you know what? You're right. I don't. Now it's great that you guys have that sense of accountability. You can give each other that open feedback and, my wife and I are the same way. And it, and it certainly helped to hold us both accountable. And right, there's times when you need to be but as long as it doesn't become excessive or overboard. And I think to your point, there's there are so many more distractions on on us as parents today, and as professionals and that those distractions can easily boil over. And it's it, sometimes Tom, it can be harder when you actually work from home or work a, a port, part of your career at home, because you're now your house is also your office and those distractions, you can't leave them at the office, right? And drive home and walk away from those. They carry you home. So I know a lot of our listeners have either split careers or do work from home. Is there anything you found? Um, you use Slack, you said any other tools or tips that you found that have helped you manage that even when you're working from home? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we use a number of different tools. We use, you know, of course, email, we use Slack, um, we use Zoom, and, and I think that's true of a lot of professions. You know, we have our own practice management, you know, software that we use. We use something called Practice Panther, but, you know, the legal field, there are a bunch of them. Uh, we're, you know, we use Dropbox for all of our files. You know, essentially, as long as you've got a laptop and a, and a Wi-Fi, unless you need to be in court, you know, we can do our job as attorneys and, and certainly our, our staff from anywhere. And for, for me, it has been helpful to have the option. So we have... We do have a brick and mortar office and because I, I have to tell you, I just don't I wish I did. I wish I had, I could say some good tricks of this is how I keep the, you know, I, I keep the, the lines clear at home. Um, you know, I try as much as possible and my wife and I both do when one of us is working from home, one of us is home. We also have a, uh, a full-time nanny. She doesn't live with us, but she's there during the week and, you know, to make it clear to the kids hey, you know, I'm working from home during this time. I'm going to be, I'm offline for family purposes, you know, for these times. But 
but that's hard, you know, especially with young, young kids. They just don't, <laughs> they don't understand. They don't, they'll come and knock on your door at any time, even if you got somebody home trying to corral them. And of course, look, I mean, it's just hard. Like if, if I'm, if I'm at home and I'm in, you know, our home space doing work and I hear the kids fighting downstairs, it's hard for me to just let that, you know, let somebody, particularly our nanny who's great, who's been with us for a long time, to just say, you know what? Like for now, this is her job. She loves the kids. She knows the kids. They need to learn how to work it out. You know, just like in a business, right? If you're growing a business, sometimes you got to, you know, you want to delegate your childcare, but there are sometimes you need to delegate things down and let the reins go and let somebody else solve that problem. And a lot of times I just have to catch myself, you know, be like, you know what? I mean, he's got it. Kids are old enough. They need to learn how to work through this. If there's something I need to work through with them later, I can, but I'm not just going to leave my computer down and walk down there because then the expectation becomes I'm going to get involved. So I think those things, you know, having a separate physical space that I can go to and just being mindful as much as I can when I'm at home, that when I'm working, I'm working. That is great advice. That's exactly what I was looking for when I, when I asked for tools and tips. I mean, it, it's those structures, those boundaries that help you to work when you're working, but then also be with your family when you're with your family, even if that's from your home office. So great advice. I hope our listeners really captured that. Well, Tom, I've got two final questions for you as we get to the end of our session here today. And, and one is more of a fun question. And I ask all my guests this question. And it is maybe you've had a boat, but if not, if you had a boat, and I'm talking like large boat, big enough, you got to put a name on the back of it. What would you name your boat? Oh, man, that's a good one. What would I name my boat? Um, probably the Rascals. That's what I would name my boat. <laughs> In honor of your kids, I'm assuming. I mean, all of us, right? Our, you know, sort of like, you know, in our families together. Uh, and I mean this in a positive way. It's just, it's, uh, you know, what did somebody tell me, like, when we had our, when we had our third, like, you know, when you have your third kid, it's like, every time you get together, it's a party. It may not always be a good party, but it's a party. Um, and that's, uh, I feel like with our family, like, when we're all together, like, we're all in a boat, by God, something is going down. Um, it may, and most of the time it's good. And most of the time it's going to be fun. Most of the time it's going to be a little silly. And sometimes it's just going to be a little out of control. So I would say the rascals, which would apply, apply to anybody who's on that boat, uh, including our dog. Perfect. Well, I think, you know, something else that you're a UNC guy. So, so the Tar Heel basketball program sounds like you've been playing zone defense <laughs> for quite some time as well. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Well, Tom, one final thing, if you could leave our listeners with maybe one bit of advice or something that you would want to get across from your experience or your context, uh, what would that be in terms of being a, a great father who raises good kids that become great adults? You know, I think when I, you know, and this continues on till today, but when I look back at the special times I've had with my children and, you know, I, you know, taking a page out of, out of your book, literally, you know, I've always try to at least every once in a while I have what we call a daddy day where I take, you know, just one of my kids out because, you know, I mean, you, you, if you have multiple kids, it's great if you're with them as a group, but then they're always in some ways competing for your attention. And so, you know, when I've taken time to do things like that, and it's always things that I've done where I felt like I didn't have time, right? Like going back to your point of like having stories that you tell yourself like, oh, I'm too busy. I don't have time. It's when I've said, you know what? Like, even if I feel like things are busy at work, or even if I feel like this isn't a great time, I put it on the calendar, I put down my phone, and we go out and we do stuff. And they still, you know, to this day, talk about those things. And 
Um, and, it, and it is true. I think anybody with children, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit cliche, but it is true. I mean, it goes fast. I mean, you go through these times where you feel like, you know, it's hard. It can be, you know, particularly when they're little and they're toddlers and, you know, they're they're demanding of a lot of your of your time and, and your energy and you're sort of just at your wits end. Um, but that that time passes and you do find yourself looking back and being like, wow, I I don't remember the last time there, you know, what, people say you remember the first and you don't remember the last because you don't know when they're coming. You know, when's the last time your son rides a tricycle? When's the last time you, you know, your daughter wants to come curl up in your lap because she's small enough to do it? Like sometimes there's, that's going to happen. At some point it's going to be the last time that happens. You don't know where it is, when it's going to be. And so when I look back on, on my time, it's when I've carved out those times intentionally, even if I didn't feel like I had time to, and I look back, and even today, and say, I'm, I'm so glad I did that. Because the truth is, I did have time. And that's what made a difference for me. And I can tell it makes a difference for them. So good, Tom. I thank you so much for your wisdom, your encouragement, for your own podcast that you have helping others learn as well. Um, will you tell our guests and our listeners where they can find you at? Absolutely. Um, so our website is www.spigglelaw.com. That's S-P as in Paul, I-G-G-L-E.com. Um, I also wrote a book called You're Pregnant, You're Fired. So if you don't remember my name, you can always just search that URL and you'll, you'll find me. Um, you know, because I will say one of, the, you know, one of the reasons I chose kind of one of our practice areas, because this is important to me, is representing, you know, a lot of places are doing the right thing now and it's great to see, but it still happens that, you know, people get into problems at work wrongfully because they have kids or because, you know, they're getting pregnant. And so we, we represent a lot of those folks, including fathers. Again, I think things are changing for the better, but there's been some research and we certainly see this play out in our practice that while fathers don't have the same fatherhood penalty when applying for a job, like employers tend to like to see that men have children, but if they ask to take time off, whether it's FMLA leave or otherwise, if, if it's this kind of company, they tend to be more punished more harshly than women. So we represent folks in that, that sort of capacity. Outstanding. Well, thank you, Tom, for being a guest. Appreciate you and all that you do. And for all of our listeners, as always, be intentional, be engaged, raise good kids that become great adults and make it a great daddy Saturday until next time.